There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and a big welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. And it's great to be back again for yet another week. Um, I can't believe it. We're almost approaching the 400th unique show on the Business Elevation Show coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but today, I've got another fabulous guest for you. I've, um, I'm absolutely delighted to have uh, Alex Owen Hill joining us today from uh, sunny Scotland. Um, and uh, today, we're going to talk about, about playing is not pretending, and specifically about uncovering your business voice. Um, so looking forward to introducing you and telling you more about Alex very shortly. And before I do that, though, I'd like to say, um, as ever, um, a big thank you to my guest last week, to Glenn Meir. We talked about, he, Glenn's a, uh, an attorney from Las Vegas, and we talked about um, gaining uh, agreement in uh, disagreeable times and about how to, um, in an engaging way, uh, think about disagreements that you might have with uh, with with clients. Um, you could also think with ex partners and with partners and things like that. There's a few of those uh, occurring due to lockdown. Um, but we talked about that subject and about how to gain agreement and the different steps involved. And there's even a story about uh, elephants and blind men. So if you're interested in um, in that or you're going through a situation where you've got disagreement in your life then do go back into the archive and, and have a listen to that show. Um, so I've been, I've been working quite hard the last, um, last few weeks. Um, a lot of, to a lot of uh, clients that I'm supporting at the moment. And one of the things I've really noticed is that in, in these um, strange times with the pandemic is that some people are feeling uh, a bit lower than, um, than usual and uh, some circumstances in their lives are kind of colliding. And I've really noticed that difference between some people being in effect with the world and quite understandably, and others who are still seeing these pandemic and the situation as an opportunity to really focus and, and, and boost their businesses and work. And, and it's just interesting how that mindset uh, is, is impacting um, performance and how those who uh, remain positive, work on themselves, do some of the things that we've talked about through this show, about elevating yourself and your thinking and and your mindset and getting yourself energized each day for each day, how that works and how that could be the difference between, you know, success and, and struggling along over the next year. Um, so um, I think we'll touch on a little bit of that um, with the show today, because um, uh, we're going to talk about whether if you're the, I imagine that for some of you are listening, that you're the face of your business, or maybe you'd like to be the, an ambassador for your organization or, um, you see yourself becoming becoming increasingly um, kind of um, higher profile in in the importance of you and your personality uh, to maybe acquire business to um, uh, to represent your profession or grow um, the performance of your of your company and how you come across to others can make that difference between success or failure. Now I first met um, my guest today, Alex Owen Hill, in Edinburgh. 
And it was a first for me because I attended something called a Robbie Burns night uh, within um, a speaking association's kind of annual dinner up in, up in Edinburgh. And Alex was the master of ceremonies. And although he describes himself as an introvert, to me, he completely lit up the room. He kind of walked in with, uh, with his haggis um, uh, doing a, a ceremony. And the way he engaged everybody, I thought was pretty special, actually. And I've experienced him again facilitating a situation. He st- really stood out to me. I decided there was something special about Alex. And I discovered that he's an expert at helping business owners and tech professionals to develop a confident, engaging and unique voice for their business without losing their authenticity. And this um, gave him, um, this, you know, it gave him, he was background being, um, he said, the rare traits of being a shy, awkward tech geek with a deep knowledge of the skills needed to, to flourish came from um, the fact that um, he was, uh, uh, has a background of coming from a family of actors and acting teachers. And today he helps businesses to uncover a unique voice that represents their personality. Um, he um, helps um, as well with a variety of disciplines to empower his clients to find a style that's authentic. Inclu- that includes voice teaching, uh, content marketing, clowning. He's got it clowning around apparently, and uh, comedy, which I can believe in traditional storytelling. So from Bonnie, Scotland today, um, I've got my guest, Alex Owen Hill. Hello, Chris. How's it going? It's going really well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, good to see you there with your road mic. I'm sitting up in um, up in Scotland. In, in Scotland, in my home office, as as we all are at the moment. I think we everyone's in their home office for most of our day. So it's get, as we're kind of thinking, it's getting a bit like Groundhog Day every day, <laughs> just coming to this desk and doing the same things. Um, but yeah, it's so now now I'm in America, but it feels exactly the same. Yeah, well, all over actually the. The end of every month, week, sorry, you're accessing over 30 countries. So you're, you're actually all over Oriental. the world. You're beyond America as well. It's America and Canada, and but uh, you find people from India and China and Russia and all sorts of uh, places where I sometimes have to wow. look at the map to even uh, uh, discover where they are. So everybody's listening. You're always welcome. And it's good to... Yes, um, hello, hello. Um, so you're, you don't sound like you've got a... You look a little bit like Billy Connolly, but you don't sound I do, like... yes. This is one of the, the things that... I say when I go onto stage doing stand-up comedy, I say, um, Billy Connolly's secret love child. Um, <laughs> if you don't know Billy Connolly, if you're not familiar with him, he's got, got very long kind of wavy hair. He's got a very, very Scottish accent. He kind of talks like this and he gives very interesting uh, stories. You know, that's a terrible accent. But uh, yeah, so I say that. And no, I don't have a Scottish accent at all. Uh, it's one of these big mysteries of life. I was, I was born in London. And as you say, my family were all actors. So I think I sort of just kept the RP type twang, which is the kind of non-accent that actors tend to have. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you came from a, a family of, of actors and uh, acting teachers. And uh, tell us what that was like growing up in that, that household. And Well, I mean, as, as it's like when you grow up in any place, that's just what you know. You just don't know that that's a different thing. And then you go out into the world and you find that that the rest of the world doesn't burst into song at small, any moment when they, when they want to, they don't sort of get massively emotional about things. Um, often other people's houses are quieter than our house. Cause you know, we all have good voices so we can shout from one side of the house all the way to the other side and frequently do. Um, but one of the things we did was perform quite a lot. 
So I, I never think of myself as a performer. I am a performer now and I teach people how to be performers now. But when I was growing up, I was like, no, I'm not a performer. I'm not an actor. Um, but we did do shows all the time. We did shows every Christmas as, as kids. And life was a bit of a performance, really. Any sort of moment where you could do a, do a turn, you kind of did because that's just what people did. Was it, was it your mum who was a TV actor? Um, so my, well, my, my, my dad's an actor. My mom used to be an actor and was a voice coach for most of my um, growing up. She's now a funeral celebrant, which is also performing in a certain way. Uh, my, several of my uncles and aunts are actors. I've got people, cousins who work in TV. So it's like an extended family of actors, really. Excellent. How, how did this, you got this acting environment and I, I know you're, you're a musician and uh, you are a storyteller and you, you do stand-up comedy and things sometimes too, but you actually describe yourself as an introvert and you, you, it was robotics you got into. How, yeah. Why robotics? And- I don't know. Well, I was about six. Well, I, I wanted to be a scientist and then I wanted, I wanted to be an inventor and then I decided that that was not a real job, but I learned about robots when I was about six. So I designed my first robot when I was six years old. Um, it would have never worked. It was just a sort of outline this kind of gray box, um, but I was dead set on it. And then I, I did, I went, kind of went through university um, by 12 years old. I'd already decided which university course I was going to do. I did an undergraduate in robotics. So I went on to do a PhD in robotics. And then at the end of it, I realized that I'd kind of done robotics enough for me. I didn't need to go on further. So being one of the few people who kind of started life with a, like a definite knowledge of what I wanted to do. Suddenly I was like everyone else and I didn't know what I wanted to do and didn't know how to kind of continue at that point, but it was okay. Cause I had, you know, this kind of, this skill of performing that I'd realized by this point, nobody else really gets taught. So as an actor, even though I wasn't an actor, you know, I sat through lots of acting lessons and voice lessons that my mom did when I was off school and things. And I kind of knew how actors were trained and it, there are a load of like basic skills to being good on stage or to being good when you're performing in any situation, whether you're just talking in networking situations or um, sales conversations or whatever your field of performance is. There are a load of skills that work from the, from the world of performance that, that most people just don't have access to. They don't even know that exists. Mm, so yeah. I kind of became a, a conduit for this information to the rest of the world. So you kind of, you kind of absorb this during your childhood and you sort of partook and then you had this, you, you, this divergent move into into robotics which took you to madrid is, is that right yeah so i did a, i did my phd in in madrid um which was great lovely place to place to live it was really nice um but i wasn't i was less interested in doing the phd i, I finished it but i was more interested in doing things like stand-up poetry nights when i was there and all this all this sort of stuff and singing in a choir and things so um I definitely, yeah, I didn't fully kind of commit to the academic life. And in fact, I think the academic life was one of the reasons that I, I left it in the end. But I mean, I am very much a kind of shy, techie guy, basically. <laughs> um, I find talking to people very difficult. I still do. It, like in social situations, I, I, I tend not to talk. Like I'm very happy for people to be around me chatting and I'm not. Necess- I don't, well, I'm not contributing verbally, but I like I I stay engaged with the conversation. Um, 
but obviously that doesn't work when you're talking on behalf of your own business. So, because you have to put yourself out, so you have to kind of start developing a version of you that works, that is not shy in the way that you kind of identify yourself to be shy. Yeah. That's, that's quite it's interesting that. So you, you came from, I'm imagining it was a, quite a bit of extroversion in your family with the acting, or was there some... Um, actors can be both, can't they? they can yeah, be. I think quite a lot of actors are introverts, actually. Um, it's one of those things that, like, knowing a lot of actors and seeing them coming off stage, you know, people, they'll be very big on stage and then they'll come off and then they'll they'll be as quiet as anyone else, really. Um, that's not always true. There are definitely definite extroverts out there. But I find, yeah, I think there's probably... Uh, like a higher proportion of introverts than you might imagine in the worlds of performance. I've got, I've got a, a, a cousin who's a, a playwright and used to be in a, in a long-standing soap Coronation Street for seven years. She was in it. Um, but I remember her, her um, writing plays at um, some big uh, theatre halls and they would be hoping at the end she'd come on and take a round of applause. But she was, she was out in the car park. She was off. Uh, she really didn't want to on the yeah. stage but i've seen her stand and perform on on stage and do the most detailed amazing amazing work um but when she's in a, a different persona she's okay yeah yeah and the thing is like in business you can't do that so if you're if you're a speaker or you're or you're at a conference and you're speaking on behalf of your business um you you have to be on stage and you can be that big version of yourself i've got like a presentation alex that i bring out for that but then you also have to get off and network for three hours so you have to then find another version of you that's going to work in networking that's not going to completely burn you out because if you were going to be that big version of yourself that you are on stage it's unsustainable you know you can't be like that for three hours in a in a conference so so in some ways has your as your career therefore developed around a personal need yeah definitely i think so i, I and i think it's one of those things you get those sort of imposter syndrome of sometimes of thinking like, who am I to say this sort of stuff? Who am I to know this? But that one of the things that my mom said as a voice coach is that the people that like the students that she had, the acting students that really understood voice were the ones that struggled with it because if they were really good at it straight off the bat, they didn't really have to work out how it works and how it works for them. So I think the fact that I find communication difficult and in like most spheres of life means that I really look at it and because I'm an engineer as well, I really look at it in a kind of engineering type way of going, okay, right. Why is this not, this conversation not working and, and what can we do and what are the skills and what can, what are the exercises we can use to kind of make it better for us? Yeah. So, so, so in some ways then, is, is this about finding your authentic you or is it about, um, particularly if, if maybe your um, your naturalness, uh, authentic you, is, is to be quiet and shy, developing a, a persona that works for you. I mean, so I, I use the word authentic sometimes, um, but I'm not a big fan of it because it sort of suggests that there is like one version of you and that everything else is wrong. Um, but there are versions of us that, that are passionate and there are versions of us that are like, interested and engaging naturally you just have to get someone to talk about like their favorite hobby and suddenly they light up and they're really interesting as a performer or they don't think of themselves as a performer you're just you're just giving them the situation where they can shine so it's really about kind of finding those bits of your personality and just translating them into this new field which usually you would be finding difficult it's not about 
you know, putting on a persona, but it's about, yeah, just uncovering something in you that you can already do. We've got, we've got uh, just a couple of minutes to commercial break, but we call this playing is not pretending. Why is playing important? Um, well, we'll maybe talk a bit more about this after the break, but really it's, it comes from my clowning um, and the idea that you can, you can have fun with this. And in fact, play can be quite serious as well, but it's putting on personas is something we do naturally as children all of the time. You know, we're, we're the king or we're the, we're the dragon in a, in a, fight and we we don't like we're not pretending to be a dragon we are a dragon when we're a child in that moment so it's something we're naturally good at but then we kind of train ourselves out of it as adults i think and then we become it becomes a lot harder for us than it maybe should be yeah yeah so so that childlike nature we maybe need to to find a bit more of that i do i do think sometimes with and i talk about this a lot with my clients is um that need to find that inner child, that playfulness again. People sometimes too take life just that bit too um, seriously, and it's not it uh, it's not engaging to others, is it? No, because we can it's tell when someone's play as well, do you? Yeah, you, we can tell when someone's putting something on, um, but when we can when someone is having fun, we as an as a person who's like interacting with that person, um, we can have fun as well. We're we're allowed to just you know let it go and and lose some of our hang-ups and the things that we're building up around us to try and kind of present ourselves in a way we think we should be rather than just being who we are yeah excellent well we're going to go to commercial break now and we'll be back with you in a, in a couple of minutes we may put this interview out on youtube and you'll be able to see the video if you want to listen to that as well um so you'll be able to hear what um what alex and i are murmuring during the break if, uh, if you want to do that otherwise we should be back get yourself a quick cup of tea and we're back again with you in a couple of minutes When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You 
You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with um, Alex Owen Hill, and we've been talking about about finding your business voice. And before the break, we were talking about playfulness uh, and uh, the importance of maintaining some of that. And <clears throat> I'm just really interested now to to learn more from Alex about how how best to go about doing this, how best to put on uh, a, a great business face that is also um, one that people kind of trust and like. Which which brings me on to trust, really. Because um, trust is the foundation of, of, uh, of the work that I do, really, when it comes to teams and leadership and companies. And if you've got an environment of trust, um, that's wonderful in terms of building on, uh, in terms of performance. Um, and I know, um, you know, in terms of your persona, that's really important too. But have we lost our way in these unusual times when it comes to trust? And, and, and how does that also relate to finding your business voice? I mean, I think one of the things that I've noticed is that we're potentially moving into a more natural way of doing business. And by natural, I mean um, the way that we would have done it if we were just living in a village, like recently, particularly in like millennials, which technically I'm thinking of a millennial and um, later, that we kind of, we respond to companies where we understand the personalities behind those companies. And that's one of those things that, I think that if we are a business ourselves, like it's our personality that people are responding to. So, because there's so many people doing similar things to us. And so starting out by just kind of looking at who you are and going, okay, well, who's again, like looking at the, at the, the market and going, okay, well, what's, what's different about me. Um, But not just in a kind of, a false let's get a branding agency to come in and tell us what we should talk about so that we can get people to to buy our product but like really go okay like but why am i doing this and and how can i talk about my business in a way that is that feels right to me and also feels right to the people i'm trying to to reach um is a good place to start because then we we're, we're not we're not starting from this kind of false place of feeling one way personally then having to put on a business face in advert commas and then kind of just trying to work out how we can live within those two things being different mm. um it's yeah it's it's about really working about who you want to be as a as a business and how you can bring yourself to that i think yeah and i, and I know so you don't mind me saying you know, you have you have your own image you know you've you you look to me like somebody who's very true to yourself uh you know, you're, you're, you're my, to be. my my best friend from school who's still you know he still has has his long hair and he's had a successful career and um, though it wasn't always easy to, to do that but you've you've got this um this brand and this look which I, I imagine is you know appeals um to to some people might not appeal to everybody um but you're being yourself yeah and it's I mean it takes work to do that because when you're in business, you're always going to go into a situ- situation. You're going to find some situations which are not natural to you. And so we're going to, like for me, I, I think a couple of years ago, I started doing sort of a lot of networking as we do sometimes in business. You're like, okay, we're going to do lots of networking. Um, and I went along 
to a conference. And I thought, okay, well, I'll just bring presentation Alex along to this conference because presentation Alex is very chatty. He's very high energy. He talks to people. He's probably a good person to bring to this conference. Um, and I turned up at eight o'clock and by 10 o'clock I was wiped. Like it was a two day conference. and I was completely drained. Like I couldn't use that much energy. It just wasn't working for me. So the people that got me at nine o'clock, they responded to me well. And then after that, I just, I just reverted back into my like quiet. I don't want to talk to anyone's sort of space. So when I started doing more networking, I had to like find another version of me that would work for whole days going to three different networking events, talking to loads of different people that wasn't going to burn me out, but still felt very natural to me. Um, and for me, I found it uh, to my joy, really. I, I discovered that there was already a bit of me that I had done that for because I used to work in catering. I used to be a bartender. So I used to be good at like just chatting to people and not using tons of energy. And I was able to kind of access that bit of my personality just and then move it into networking which before that would have been a situation where i was like oh i just i, I can't go to networking events this is this this is like my worst idea of, of a day um and now i really enjoy it because there's i found that bit of me that works so i think i think it's something that we all we will always find situations where it's not natural for us um and yeah being authentic within that situation requires work you can't just sort of show up and go, well, today I'm going to be, I'm going to be good in this situation because we tend to kind of revert back to, in my case, not talking to anyone standing in the corner. Yeah. You know? so, so what we're saying here is that in these different situations, we maybe have situations where we, we may feel less comfortable and less natural in. There's a, before we go, there's a, almost a conscious mindset decision to make to think about how am I going to show up and how can I show up this most effectively without burning myself out? Uh, and, and, and actually really thinking that through such that you're on the front foot when you get there. Yeah. Um, and I would sort of push back a bit there because you, you use the word mindset. And I'm I, like, I recognize that mindset is extremely important. And I know that like, like many of us, most of my problems in life have come from stem from mindset problems. Um, but certainly coming from like a background in voice, and uh, like clowning, the thing that we often miss when we're talking about mindset is we miss the body. So what I would get people to do before a presentation and also a networking event, and even I was doing it before I came onto this call, is to warm up your body. And, and that means using your voice. It means moving around. It means actually getting into that physical space where then your, your, kind of, your mindset follows a bit you're kind of doing a bit of bit of both but what we tend to do or what i notice people doing with mindset and me being you know an intellectual engineering type person i definitely tend towards this is we go okay mindset what is what are the what are the things i need to think now to get myself into a different mindset and like our body's not really ready for that so we're kind of struggling against our body there whereas if we get a whole being involved in this person that I'm going to be when I walk through this door into this sales meeting, then it, it's a lot easier for, for us to do it. Because even if, our, if, even if we lose concentration on that particular mindset, like our body's already ready. So it, 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 we can just come back to the body always. And it's easier. It's a really good point that isn't it? getting your body ready. Whenever I have something, if I have something important I'm doing, I, I, I try and get out for a run in the morning 
or yeah. try and meditate or something just to get my myself into into that zone really such that i can i can perform yeah i, exactly. I don't do that um i could walk in feeling un- very uncomfortable at what, yeah and daunted by what lies ahead but you're right if you get the body ready then the the, the mind follows and the behavior follows doesn't it yeah and i think it's i, I, I sometimes talk particularly on in online, the, the way that we communi- communicate online, we often communicate as if we're just a brain on a stick talking to a, a room full of brains on a stick. And like, even when you're speaking online to people in in a presentation online, like you're, you are still a body and they are still a body. So like communicating from that space is often a lot more engaging just because you're not just talking about the, the ideas. And I think we have a tendency in this society at the moment to... to tend towards focusing on the ideas and the and the thoughts rather than everything mm. Mm. yeah f- fascinating so so i'm just, just trying to think of sort of tips and techniques for people uh what one is what the sound of it is get your body ready yeah um, whatever that means for you really so as you say if you like running go out for a run um if you if you do other types of exercise, that's, that's fine as well. But even if it's just like dancing around like a crazy person, like that's probably better. I, I know that a lot of people find that difficult because you're like, Oh, nobody can, people are going to see me. People are going to think I'm a weirdo. Um, but that's one of the things that, yeah, just throwing yourself around and enjoying yourself will immediately make you much more ready for the thing you're about to do. Yeah. Which yeah. In clowning is some of the sort of thing you do as, as warmups. You just, you know, jump around and shake off all of the all of the worries of the day and yeah it's just it's it's difficult to talk about because it's a very by which i mean it doesn't matter how much you talk about it you're not going to be able to experience it unless you actually physically do it because if i say jump around like a crazy person you go oh yeah maybe maybe i might do that but i'm not not sure perhaps i'll think about it at some point whereas if you were to just stand up right now wherever you are and just shake around and dance and put in your favorite song and dance for three minutes like the difference between what you are now and what you would be after doing that dancing is is huge you would like be able to feel that difference and you'd be like okay i'm ready to do this difficult phone call or something yeah. more than it you would be if you were just thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's, um, that's really, really good. Really good. Is any other sort of uh, technique or thoughts in terms of this, how we're going to become that that's helpful um, beyond getting your body in the right place? Um, looking, looking at what, what you enjoy about the thing that you're doing. So, I mean, it could be a bit about your whole business, but like, you know, if you're going into a presentation and you've done a project and, you know, you've done, other people have done bits of the projects, but you're reporting on it and, you know, you're not necessarily that bothered by it. Find something within that presentation that you really like, that you're like, you're really fully passionate about whatever it is. And just use that to imbue the rest of the presentation with, with that passion. I think working from your passion and the things that interest you is a way of, of really kind of engaging yourself with things. And when you enjoy it, the audience can enjoy it as well. Yeah. Um, it's a, yeah, it's, it's very simple really, but it's not easy necessarily. No, no, it's not. Is it? And, and, and do you have to, do you have to do any work with yourself in terms of, you know, t- taking a piece of paper and thinking through 
you know, when you're at your best and do you, I mean, is, is it, um, is it things like, um, you know, being gratitude and things like that, which can help you? Um, I, d- I do. I do have a gratitude practice. Um, and certainly with my clients, a lot of it, like if I've got a, a coaching client, um, I, I will be training them to look for the things that they like from their performance, uh, whatever performance means for them at that particular point. So I, I'll maybe say, okay, get five. I did this yesterday with a client. Like they just did it, done the performance and um, by form, performance, I mean presentation, but I call everything a performance. And I said, okay, give me five things that you loved about that. And then give me three that you want to get better at next time. And it's very difficult. Like that's a very simple thing to do, but it's difficult because we, we immediately jump onto, Oh, well, that was terrible. That was terrible. That was terrible. Um, and again, if you're, if you're enjoying it, you will be better. So if you're looking for the things, Oh yeah, I did that really well. Or that, th- that movement that I did there really made me feel like I was the person I was acting in that story or whatever it is. Um, you can appreciate them when, when they happen again. Whereas if you just sort of let them happen and don't notice them, then you might not do it like that next time because you didn't notice how much you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a constant learning then and evaluating, look, looking back, uh, acknowledging where you've done well and what you're good at. So you keep on doing that and then identifying some areas where maybe next time you, uh, you could be even, even better. Yeah. And uh, you know, th- the sign that you've done something well is if you enjoyed it really usually yeah because or, or, what, what is it whether you enjoy it or is it whether others enjoy it or is that um, i mean both ideally it's if, if you're rehearsing your presentation on your own then you've only got you to to deal with but yeah when the audience enjoys things i mean yeah definitely as a performer the the feedback that you get from the audience in the moment is often great and that's the thing that you can use as a barometer not always though sometimes you've got audiences of of people and they're not responding, but they, they are enjoying it. They're just not necessarily the most big in their expressions, um, which is something that's difficult online as well. I think that the audiences in online, we have a lot more responsibility for showing how much we're enjoying or finding interesting or finding confusing in our faces. We've got to be a lot bigger because the people that are talking don't see that. So then we have to kind of, we're kind of leaving them with no feedback if we don't be bigger in our expressions, for example. Yeah. It's got, it got me thinking back to a couple of situations. I, I remember running a, a workshop for a, a, a group of, um, of business owners. And there was one person in particular who, who just looked very serious all day. And, uh, and I thought there's no way I'm going to hear from him again. I felt, felt quite uncomfortable. 9 a.m. the following morning, I get a phone call. And uh, hi there, it's uh, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I just, just following up from um, the program yesterday, I want, to, I want to book you to do some work with my, with my team, with my company. And I had to say to him, I said, can I, can I be honest? And I said, yeah. I said, what? yesterday you do very quiet. And uh, I wasn't sure whether you were enjoying it. He said, Chris, I never slept all night. <laughs> I was thinking about it. It was the first thing I thought I had to ring you first and get in before the others, which was lovely. Um, yeah. But I completely misjudged him, completely and utterly misjudged him. Yeah. And what he was thinking in that moment was maybe, oh, I wonder how I could fit him in. Uh, that, uh, he would be really good for that. Maybe it was just his thinking face. But we kind of, we project a lot onto what we think the audience is thinking rather than kind of just being our best sometimes, I think. 
Yeah, we do do we're often very self-critical, aren't we? I, I certainly am. Yeah, very much. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm terribly self-critical. Um, which you know, it's okay. I think I think it's one of those things that if you accept it, if you go, oh, oh look, that's that thought again, then it's better than kind of fighting with it in the same way that we're talking about, you know, f- fighting your personality and the person who you think you should be. Um, if you think, okay, I shouldn't be self-critical, you end up just fighting with yourself in another way. So just accepting it and going, oh, well, this, let's play with that. Um, and yeah, again, like in a clowning type way, you might even actually embody that. It's, it's an exercise that I've that my clown teacher taught, taught me if you, when you're feeling really resistant to something, like play a scene being both characters and one of the characters is the one who's really grumpy. I don't want to do this. I don't want to play. I don't want to this. And then you switch to being another character who is like the most loving, the most gracious, who's just like, yes, it's okay. Everything's fine. And you just play with yourself with those two different feelings. And by the end of doing that exercise for a few minutes, you feel a lot better and you've just comforted yourself really. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose a lot of, uh, life is about just being bold and when, when you are bold sometimes particularly if you're, you're standing in front of people it's quite a brave position to put yourself in isn't it and quite a vulnerable one um yeah so building that boldness over time certainly certainly helps and you do that by as you've described there that exposure keep keep on looking at the, the things you did well things you could learn upon and having learning developing a bit of a thick skin and keep moving forward really yeah once it becomes easy so that's great. Um, thank you for that. It's re- really helpful. I think it's time for anybody to maybe go and do some clowning around for a couple of minutes and, uh, and jumping up and down a bit, get themselves into some energy for the next segment. Um, we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes while I just disappear and, and get my, my arthritic dog off the floor because I'm hearing woofing in the background. So I think he must have uh, slipped on a floor somewhere and need picking up. So I'll be, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events 
to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of the Business Elevation Show. I'm delighted to have Alex Owen Hill with me today. We're talking about uh, uh, developing our kind of a persona in in business, and uh, I just just I'm just interested, Alex. What um, what are the kind of impacts and the benefits from you know stru- truly um, as a person standing out in your business or your field? Um, well, as I was talking earlier about us moving to this this kind of world where people are interested in the people behind businesses, I think that it it can have quite a big effect on i mean you know i've got background in marketing so it can have an effect on your marketing because it it means that everything that's coming out of your business is is real like you really believe it and and people don't see it as just empty marketing because when you speak whether it's in a one-to-one conversation or it's in a video or on stage somewhere they can see that you feel like the right person to lead that business, you, they, they feel like you're doing it for the reasons that you say you're doing it. And you're not just saying you're doing it like that because you want to bring people into your network, you know? Um, but I think it also has an effect on, on the, like the culture of a business as well. Even if, if you're a tiny business of like one or two people, you know, the, the way that we feel as like humans, when we are in a group of people who we feel are, kind of speaking the same language and are similar to us or who share similar like values to us um, really changes how we, how we live. I think how we enjoy our, our work. And it's one of those things that if, if all of your kind of voices are, are aligned, like your marketing one, your personal one, your sales one, your, your customer service one, if you feel like you're coming from the same clan in a very Scottish type way, um, then then everyone appreciates that both the people with inside and outside your company, um, which makes like business easier really. Cause you're not struggling against these kind of, yeah. Trying to balance all these different personalities, mm. many of which you probably never even thought of before. Cause if you haven't thought about the, how people are coming across, it's just, you just absorb the kind of what, I think it was Tom Wolfe calls the beige voice. It's like the, the writing voice that you, you learn in school, which is the kind of business, business writing is often written like this. It was just like, this is, we do very well, like 
I don't know, what's an example? We are the best company to do this for you. And, you know, this is this sort of very kind of lacking um, substance as a, as a sentence. Um, if you've got a personality behind it and it feels real, you're like, yeah, I can work with that person or I can join that company, you know? Yeah, so it's about bringing personality into writing as well as your, and the company's writing as well as uh, the, the personality within it and, and consistency. Yeah. So I mean, I've, I've often, and we've all experienced it, where maybe someone's not as stood up in front of, uh, you know, members of staff or um, of you know, talks at an event, but actually they're they're doing what you said. They're, they're they're towing the corporate line or something. They're not not being prepared to be vulnerable and and share stories and and share maybe how it is and and it's a massive it's a massive difference doesn't it to the to the audience and the way they engage or not yeah and you know it takes a lot it, it you can't just have one person in the company doing that if you're a company of one yeah you can you can be the person that does that but but if if you've more people you need to have like a a concerted effort from everyone's part that we are going to we're going to really focus on this and make, I suppose, being real and being authentic part of who we are as a business. Yeah. And there are plenty of businesses out there that, that want that, I think, or that, that say they want that. And then there are some who actually do it. And when you encounter one of those businesses, you're like, oh, wow, this, like, this feels like a really easy business to, to like. Um, I know I can think of a, a couple that I've, I've kind of worked with where I'm just like, yeah, everyone everyone in this business feels like feels like they're a member of the same family and everything that comes from this business is is coherent with what that family feels like to me and so you kind of you can just relax as a a consumer of that you know so tell, tell me when you when you work with a company and you're working on this um this particular situation what what's the kind of brief you get and and how do you how do you support them? What do you what do you do when you go into the company to to help them make a shift in this area? I mean, usually people come to me for marketing because that's what I, sort of one of the cores of my business. So they'll they'll come to me and say we need blog posts, and then you start to have the conversations and you try to start to kind of dig, dig into who they are and what it is that they're trying to achieve as a company. Um, but also as a you know as a as a person doing what I do, I'm also listening to how they're talking about. The things that they're doing and i'm and i'm listening to what their personality is so if i'm if i'm in contact with a ceo if it's quite a small company like a tech company then um yeah i'm really listening to them and going okay what's this person's personality um and then yeah it'll usually it usually starts with me from from content because that's something that people recognize that they need you know uh and they recognize that their external personality is something that's important um, and just as the way as you're as you're going through with that, you can kind of you can offer other things, you know, um, presentation training or video training is something that at the moment a lot of people are looking for videos because they know that they need to get videos out there because they can't go and meet people face to face. And suddenly their, you know, head of um, tech or head of sales or something is, is having to do videos and didn't have to do that before. And suddenly what they the skills they had one to one are not quite the same. So it's usually when people are kind of thrown into a, a different situation or they're going through some sort of change that they recognize, ah, I need to get better at, at this as well, at how I'm actually physically presenting this. 
this aspect of my company. Yeah, so you tend to go from uh, marketing to to um, maybe presentations, training, some things yeah. that you need. And it's a bit like me with I, I often go from coaching, coaching business owners through to then maybe facilitation and consultancy. Um, yeah, how it kind of evolves once uh, once they see the value in what you do and uh, and you spot other opportunities. It leads to because I guess in some ways it, until you you get into an organisation and you start to see the style and tone. Of, uh, of of things like the you know the blog posts that they want to put out there, you it, it's they may not actually see a need for this until you point it out. Yeah, and you know you might not after that as well, which is fine because as long as you're doing more than you were, you're you're doing better than you were you were doing. So even you know I just sort of, still sort of see it as a win if I'm even if I just give some someone sort of content strategy help and help them to really go, okay, well, this is the thing that you're, this is the, the personality that you've got as a business. And this is how you're showing it in the, in your, your marketing. Um, you know, that's, they're doing better than they were because otherwise they might've ended up with another one of these type beige voice type um, marketing kind of voices and and nobody will know who they are as a business or what they're standing for or what they're interested in so it's little by little really um but sometimes you you get companies who are willing to kind of look at look at everything and and they do better for it really yeah it's, it's quite interesting because i think there's, there's an energy that comes out of can come out of written text and there's an energy that can come out of books when you when you read them an energy that can come out of video and there's an energy that can come out of the the CEO's mouth or the head of division's mouth or whoever that may be, or team leaders or whatever. And um, when, when, the, when there is that energy, it attracts energy back. Um, if it's beige, as you, you said, it can, it can lead to flatness, grayness, and, and it's not going to attract your employees. It's not going to attract your customers. So, um, so some of it sounds like it's to me, you know, you lose that example of clowning around and, you know, getting yourself into an energetic place is actually maybe the answer is we've got to um, work to raise the energy in the organization and its content and its communication and its, uh, and its leadership. Yeah. I mean, I, I often say that, that all performance is, is energy is working with your energy. Um, and whether that's, you know, I've got to go into this meeting and I'm feeling terrible because my child was up all night and I have to bring an energy to this meeting. Um, you know, you, you can, you can think of it of like, okay, I've got to pump myself up full of coffee so that just so that I can deal with this or, or you can, as we were talking about in other, other cases, like, or you can embrace that. You can embrace how you feel and incorporate that into what you're doing. Um, so it's not necessarily about just lifting energy. It's just being aware of your energy as on a personal and as a, uh, like a corporate um, perspective. And then, just working with that and being very kind of honest about how you're, how you are energy wise. Cause you, you know, you get, you get teams of people who are very people like me, very techie <laughs> who our energy is like, we're kind of stuck behind a computer and, and we like that. That's the energy. It's a very kind of low energy. But when you go out and speak on behalf of your business as that type of person, you, you need to change the energy, but you don't want to get rid of it completely. You don't want to just like try and pretend to be someone who's high energy all of the time, because as I was talking about in my um, story about the conference I went to, it'll just destroy you. It just, it doesn't work. Um, so it's just about being aware of what you're doing with the energy and how, how it's responding, how the audiences are responding to it and things. Yeah. 
Excellent. And who's your ideal client? Um, so being from tech myself, I, I think kind of tech companies in general. Um, I also think that a lot of tech companies are interested in doing things differently. Mm. And there are uh, certainly one of the things I hear from quite a lot of tech companies is that they hire for, for values, which is a good sign um, because it means that you're not just saying, okay, what's the, what's the technical ability of the people that are coming into the team, but like, what is this environment that I'm trying to create within this company? Um, so that's the, that's the type of people I like working okay. with just because I un- understand them and speak their language, I think as well. Excellent. And do you have a final message you'd like to leave us with? Um, have fun, have fun with it. You know, it's, it's difficult to think about doing things differently, but it's often a lot easier to just do it and then see how you feel later. And if you feel terrible, well, you did it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think what you've done, um, Alex, uh, for me is you've kind of, put this in consciously in my mind in, in that thinking about how how do we come across and uh, how a lot of people, you know, they struggle in various situations. Networking events um, can be can be one of those. And uh, even being more on the extroverted spectrum myself, sometimes I, I can turn up in, at a networking event or don't go so many these days, but uh, and, uh, actually none right now. None, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I can feel quite, um, suddenly feel quite insecure um, but what you made me do is think about that strategy to ensure that each each time you do go out, you've got a higher probability of of success. So really, really enjoyed um, talking to you. If um, oh, thank and, you. And, and I think that yeah, bringing that fun and playfulness is uh, is great. Now, um, Alex, if people want to contact you, um, do they go to Alex Dash Hill? Owen Hill, Alex Owen Hill.co.uk. Um, no, go to createclarifyarticulate.com, which is my main, um, my main speaker website. You can also find me on uh, LinkedIn, Alex Owen Hill. And you can find me on the other ones uh, at Alex Owen Hill with no dash. So just Alex Owen Hill together. That's great. And createclarifyarticulate.com. Thank, thank you, Alex. Been an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you. Be on today. Uh, on our next week's show, we have um, my, my good friend, Roger Masterson. Uh, it's quite a few years since Roger was on the show. Roger is the founder of Celtic Castles. He's, the, the, he's visited more castles in the world than anybody else on the planet, I believe. Uh, and um, they represent castle owners and they um, arrange all sorts of amazing holidays, photo shoots, all sorts of things. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's a fascinating guy. We're going to talk about growth and gratitude next week. So do join us um, with myself next week and Roger Masterson. And once again, if you've got any questions, comments, come to me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. We always love to hear from you and get your insights and thoughts. Any topics you want to hear, let, let us know, and I will find the guests to talk about them if they um, are going to have a, a general appeal to lots of people. You take care. Keep yourself, keep your energy up. Um, do as Alex said, do some clowning around, have some fun, get that energy up at the moment. It's a strange time. Um, but actually, if you build that energy up and you develop the right persona in, in instances where you have opportunities, you're going to have a higher probability of success right now and standing out. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.